let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the radio 1 till 4, then after 4 o'clock. You can hear it on the John and Ken On Demand podcast. Pick up what you missed. I'm looking at uh, yet another El Segundo Times editorial. In fact, it was just published this afternoon. They're really quite unhappy because as L.A. County on Sunday moves to zero bail, it was a decision that came from the county superior court, they're not happy that L.A. County officials and leaders are not behind this to eliminate money bail. What's wrong with them? They pick on the L.A. County Board of Supervisors. They had a meeting on Tuesday where they talked about it. And, of course, other elected officials. And there's police chiefs and such that aren't crazy about eliminating uh, bail for most uh, infractions. Because this is going to create more theft, more crime. They're going to steal more stuff. There's not even a, a tiny bit of a speed bump. I, Let's, I, do you think any normal person, any normal person wants no bail? Any normal person? Yes, any normal person. I, not you, not you a paid. To define normal. I mean, not a paid activist. Not a criminal. It's criminals and paid. As activists. I said, the voters in 2020 said no to ending bail. Right? See? It was a statewide ballot measure voted down. So here we are, three years later, and the LA County Superior Court says, eh, for a lot of crimes, there's not going to be any bail. Let's bring on Blake Trolley, KFI News, for some reaction to this, particularly from police chiefs and such. Blake. What's yeah. going on? Yeah, here? guys, this react. 
well, the reactions are pouring in from all over, really, from uh, supervisors. I've spoke with their administration supervisors themselves that say they're concerned, uh, notably Catherine Barger. I spoke with her yesterday. She says she's concerned. LAPD Chief Moore issued a statement saying he's concerned. He said that <laughs> cash bail historically, setting high cash bail, has deterred crime in the past. And even the other day, uh, L.A. County Sheriff Robert Luna showed up the L.A. County Board of Supervisors meeting to speak out against this, talk about his concerns with this. One of the concerns that Luna says is that this is going to cause people to lose faith in law enforcement when they see people who've committed crimes such as stealing cars, maybe some sort of burglary, be cited and released or booked and released. Uh, Just a recap of the system that the county is going to be moving toward is a system where for a lot of crimes that are considered nonviolent and crimes that are considered non-serious, people will either be able to be booked and released, cited and released, or go to what's called a magistrate review. So if law enforcement feel that the person that they've arrested is a threat to society or will not show up to court. They can't have a magistrate judge review that person and consider cash bail. Uh, the L.A. County Superior Court system, as you guys say, they're the ones who did roll this policy out. And they had a rep the other day at an L.A. County Board of Supervisors meeting, the same one Robert Luna showed up to to uh, express his concerns, come out and say that they've tried this system in the past and it's actually led to a decrease in rearrest. So that's coming from the L.A. County Superior Court. He's a liar. He's an absolute total liar. You know what happens is the cops stop arresting people. Because what's the point of arresting them when they'll be back out on the streets immediately? Immediately. Well, I'll tell you what. So so what's what's the point of arresting? And then they don't show up. That's what I'm hearing and reading is that you call and say, hey, my house is burglarized. Uh, I had a shoplifter here in the store. Cops don't come. They say, oh, call in a report. So, of course, there's no more arrests. So, of course, the rate is down. It's all they, they planned this. This is all related. This is all connected. Yeah, I want to go to some of the uh, reaction that we got, because uh, besides the Superior Court, just about everybody I've spoken with in law enforcement seems to think that this is not a very good idea. Uh, I want to first go to this exchange that Sheriff Robert Luna had. This is by one uh, with Supervisor Holly Mitchell, who seems to be uh, Supervisor Mitchell, that is, seems to be in favor of the fact that the court is moving away from a cash bail system, at least by her uh, her remarks here. We have to remain constitutional with the people that we arrest, Mm -hmm. that's a fundamental duty. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. we Mm -hmm. believe that the victims and survivors often get lost in these conversations. Mm -hmm. So I just wanna make Mm -hmm. sure that we are all keeping a balance between the suspects we arrest and the victims and survivors that we serve on a daily basis that we in law enforcement see 24 seven. Uh, and we're the ones in front of these victims and have to look them in the face, our detectives do, and say, I know this just happened, but the guy who did this to you is out on the street. Immediate. It's a balance. It is it's an a absolute balance. balance. And I will just say again that that would have been no different if the guy who did that to me had the money to post bail. It would have been no different. And I would have been equally as harmed and offended by that. And when we talk about victims, you know, when we talk about um, those who are incarcerated pre-trial, perhaps, um, who are victims of crime while locked up. (laughs) Um, We continue to talk about in-custody deaths. When I think about victims, I start to think about both populations. That's right. Those who are 
um, victims of a carceral system and those who are victims, <laughs> victims of, a of system. Oh my. crime. It, it is a they're broad equal. population. Yeah, they're um, equal I respect and honor the work that your deputies do on the street. You do, Don. Um, I think that we have to be clear and frank and, and, and thoughtful about the language we use when we talk insane. about accountability. She's insane. The bail system did not guarantee that. The former bail system did not res reduce re recidivism. We wouldn't be here. Your county jail, our county jail, wouldn't be populated at the rate it was if that bail system was working in some meaningful way to reduce crime or reduce Oh, don't blame the bail system. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Oh, this woman's oh. nuts. I mean, it was all there with I the victims of the carceral night, system. But I figured you guys would want to hear that one. Oh, my God. How do you well, argue was, with an insane person? She has She's to be insane. Out. She's crazy. And the people who vote for her are insane. Victims of the carceral system are like equal to actual victims of crime. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, Guy who gets in a fight in a jail cell is the same as some woman getting attacked in her home. It's the same thing. So, I, 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 I want to point out. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, one of the things I want to point out is, you know, Governor Newsom, he was in town today. He just sent millions of dollars to L.A. County to try and fight smash and grab robberies. Uh, <laughs> so I had a chance to catch up with Newsom today, and I had asked him if he's worried that he just dumped millions of dollars in L.A. County and if those efforts are going to be squashed by the fact that now they're getting rid of cash bail. All these law enforcement officials seem to think that this is really going to uh, put a hamper on trying to deter crime. I don't speak Newsom, so I'm still honest trying to decipher exactly yeah, what his exactly. answer that he gave me was but we can go to bite two real fast he did oh, he did good. ultimately say accountability is important uh with the victims guys. of decision making around this and it's time to get more serious about it and frankly i'll say it a hell of a lot tougher on these issues it's a disgrace it happened in philadelphia yesterday it was a disgrace and it's happening in too many cities it's not unique to california but what is unique in California is the tens of millions, the hundreds of millions of dollars we're investing in this space and have been for the last few years, not space. waiting for more headlines, which you and I cannot bear, but advancing prosecution and arrests and accountability. But also what is somewhat unique is the fact that the L.A. County Court system has decided to take on this zero bail initiative Correct. for a lot of these That's crimes. Right. Do you think this is the wrong time for that? Yes. Look, I mean, it is what it is. So I, I well, don't know the what impact of that. We're speculating what the impact will be prospectively, but we're all watching it, obviously, very, very closely. Well, 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 oh, that's a great one. Yes, you have to speak Newsom. Uh, we, I, we don't I know. Try, I listened to it five times before we did this hit, and I was like, I, I just can't even try right now to uh, sum up what he said. So, it's going to so take me a minute. He's, he's got this new shtick where he talks like he empty empathizes with people's disgust and fear. Yeah, like the homeless encampments and the smash and grabs, right. But then, but then he, when, when Blake hits him with, the, well, what well, zero bail is going to make this worse, right? Uh, we don't know right. that. I, I can't speak prospectively. Uh, he, he, can't, he can't say that that's a disgrace, that the judge who did this No, is he's making nuts. it sound like it could work. Let's wait and see. It, it, it doesn't work. No, I mean, it doesn't I, work. It's obvious. If you give them bail and they can't get out because the bail's too high, which is the way it should be, then it works. They can't steal anything and hurt anybody while they're stuck in jail waiting, awaiting trial. But like, then, do you know if the zero bail applies to the smash and grabbers? I know car thieves, but if you actually went in and hammered open a jewelry case, 
Would you qualify for zero bail? Do you know? Uh, I, I, I know at one point during the uh, Board of Supervisors, I actually got a list, guys. I'm going to send this over to him. I'm about to study it myself. Uh, uh, police Department actually was nice enough to send me over the list of what's going to go to site and release, book and release, and magistrate review. Uh, Robert Luna, one of the things that he complimented the court system on uh, yesterday, and, and you know, mind you, he was pretty much criticizing them the, the entire time, was that they put burglary under magistrate review. So I wouldn't call that bail, but uh, for burglary, and I know a lot of smash and grab actually just ends up becoming burglary, uh, at least to his description, I would imagine that would go to uh, magistrate review. But again, a rep from uh, L.A. County D.A. George Gascon's office came in, said Gascon's largely been a fan of bail review or uh, bail reform. But yeah. he's got his concerns no. about this because he feels like a lot of the crimes that they're allowing to go without bail. Uh, Gascon's office, his administration is saying, as for, you know, per George Gascon, even he's feeling like, hey, some of these crimes probably should still be under bail. And this is bail elimination. Bail it's not bail reform. It's bail I'm, elimination. What, my what's, other, what, everybody's using all this jargon. It's zero bail. It's no bail. And my it's, other question, Blake, I don't know if you know the answer to this. If you, Let's say you steal a car and you get the zero bail. Then you steal a car again like a few days later. Will you still get zero bail or are there are consequences for that? I, I highly doubt you would get zero bail again because that magistrate review kicks in and there's two metrics that they're using. And the two metrics that they're going to be using for that magistrate review is how dangerous are you to society and how likely are you to show up to court. So with that previous arrest, uh, I believe that would probably be I mean, I'm just speculating here. But I would imagine uh, that they would view you as somebody who's high risk now to the uh, to the public. All right, Blake. Great report. Thank you very much. All right, thanks, guys. I haven't, I, I haven't memorized, you know, the, the the bill that passed or the referendum that passed, but if we did pass a state referendum that outlawed the no-bail law, yeah. then what is this? I, well, you're right. The county has overridden it. You can well, look it up. It's Proposition 25, and it was voted on November 3rd, 2020. That was, remember, remember where that came from, John? That's no-bail Bob Hertzberg. He drafted a bill in the state assembly right. and the state senate, and uh, the bail people forced it to go to the ballot, and the, the voters turned it down. Right. This was for no bail. So, but I don't remember all the particulars of it. All right, we got to get an outside expert. Somebody's, Ray, somebody's got to call an outside expert and explain this. Well, that probably would be the, the bail people they know, the bail bonds people they know a lot yeah. of. All right, we got to take a break. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand. From KFI AM 640. All right. Well, we're talking about what's going to happen beginning Sunday in Los Angeles County when zero bail takes effect. Now, not for all crimes, but, you know, we've seen this before on the state level. Non-serious, non-violent has a way of becoming a slippery slope, doesn't it? Yeah, because Uh, they have weird definitions of what they think, uh, what legislators think is a serious felony. Right. Or just a felony. And it's not the definitions that normal people have. Right. Now, I'm looking at uh, Proposition 25 was a statewide measure that the voters turned down. Referendum on law that replaces money bail with system based on public safety and flight risk. This was the work of no bail Bob Hertzberg. And we covered this extensively back in 2020. And they passed this bill. But the bail bonds industry collected enough signatures to force it to the ballot for us to vote on. And it went down. 
A no vote means some people should continue to pay bail to be released from jail before trial. Other people could continue to be released without paying bail. Fees may continue to be charged as a condition of release. And it gives the county courts the duty to decide what their bail schedule would be. And that's what happened then. So then the, uh, the, the presiding judge of a county court could decide, hey, eh, no bail. Night. Even though the state law for no bail was thrown out by the voters, the county, a county judge can re. They had to start with one judge, and then I think it was kind of a decision by the court in general, the L.A. County Superior Court. There was one judge that started all this a few months ago when he declared that the whole thing, it's unconstitutional to make people pay bail. Yes, uh, says who? This way, only the wealthy will be out. This like, is Times makes this argument, too. No one should be held incarcerated before they're convicted. Well, yeah, if they're no, a danger to society, yeah, they are. Yes, because uh, the, the, nearly all the time, when you are arrested, you're guilty of the crime. No. And, and you get your charges knocked down because the uh, district attorney's office is overworked with too many cases. And now George Gascon doesn't prosecute many cases. He has 10,000 of them backed up. 10,000 cases he hasn't prosecuted. So what happens is you commit a crime today, it's going to get knocked down to, to, to nothing. This, charges will be dismissed or it's a misdemeanor. It doesn't mean... You didn't commit a felony. You did. They're just not going to follow through on it because they don't have any time anymore. They don't have personnel. And we have we have a lunatic who's the district attorney. And you heard it in the audio that was played by Blake from L.A. County Supervisor Holly Mitchell. This is the bigger picture. This bail battle is only a small battle. She actually said in that audio clip we played that she has a lot of sympathy for those who are victims of the carceral system. Now, those are key words. This is the crowd. Remember, we played the audio from the mayor of Burbank, this Constantine right. Anthony. Same thing. Doesn't like the carceral system. Wants to end jailing people. Let's be clear about that. This no bail thing is just a step right. on the way to so doing that. The crowd you see doing those smash and grab mob thefts, yes. you know, at a Macy's or a Nordstrom's, or a, that, that, those people that you see in those videos, Holly Mitchell feels sorry for them and doesn't want them incarcerated because they may become victims. Yeah, they'll be abused. Even right. though they spend their days stealing other people's stuff. Now, that is so ridiculously insane, but I would say four out of five of the L.A. County supervisors, all women, weirdly, believe in this philosophy. So they don't care how many people get hurt how much stuff is stolen, how many businesses close up and leave. And they, even they don't care because the most important thing above all else is the condition of professional thieves. Oh, yeah, the criminals are more important than the victims. That, that they and don't get even, hurt in prison. Even their puppet, Sheriff Luna, who was objecting to ending bail. But you know what he said to the supervisors? Well, you didn't give us the alternatives that you promised. Remember, they had this idea that they're going to close all the county jails and use substance abuse diversion, mm -hmm. mental health diversion. That was, That's going to solve all the crime problems. That was people... The yeah, they never spend the money anyway, and they never set set up these diversion programs or. Well, that's or what he said. You didn't, give, you didn't give me any no, of those tools. I don't that, have any of those. That was the big stinking lie of Prop uh, 47. That was how they snookered a lot of people. Oh, yeah, the safe neighborhood. Damn thing. Act, right? Yeah. 
yeah, they were supposed to give uh, uh, cities and counties all sorts of money to uh, rehabilitate, recondition all the thieves and the drug addicts and the mental patients. None of that ever happened. So now you have crime running all over the place, and they all admit crime is running all over the place. See, in 2014, they denied this would happen. They denied it, and then it happens. And now they're saying, well, uh, 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 charging them bail, uh, that actually lowers crime. Not putting them in jail lowers crime. Uh, crime keeps going up like crazy. What are you talking about? What does lower crime? How could you say that no bail and no jail lowers crime? We've been doing that, and it's gone. It's shooting through the roof. I mean, am I insane? All Somebody's right, we insane. We're, well, either you're Probably insane or the whole world's insane, and you're sane. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640 Live Everywhere, iHeartRadio app. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLS. PSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm gonna talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic, and then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. On the radio from 1 until 4, and then after 4, uh, it's John and Ken On Demand on the iHeart app. It's our it's our podcast. We just got this uh, from an insider 
we were talking about how Sunday is the beginning of uh, the no-bail era in L.A. County, where now the thieves can uh, steal stuff, steal your car, and uh, no bail. Uh, you know, they can go right on to their next crime. So somebody on the inside who works in, uh, I don't want to say which office, don't want to get anybody in trouble, but uh, pretty high up, says there's another another regulation called PC 627.1. It allows somebody to be released on a citation even if they have a warrant for their arrest. Happens all the time. Someone has a few misdemeanor warrants, and instead of being held, the warrant is recalled, and they're issued a citation to appear in court. It's ridiculous. They have already shown they have no intention to appear, and they get cited anyway. So that that is why I'm calling BS on this idea that the second car means that they're going to get bail. No, we don't know that because nobody, none of this is a requirement. You know, if you a magistrate is just a, a low level judge, if he's got the same attitude, and apparently quite a few of them do, that uh, nobody should be put in jail because they could get hurt in jail. These poor little criminals. In the carceral system, or whatever cockamamie phrase that uh, Holly Mitchell carceral system. So, yeah. so, so they're not. They don't have to get bail the second time. They can, but they don't have to, and they can just get a citation. Well, it's up you, to this magistrate, I guess. Right? And when you some, but when you skip bail, you're supposed to get a warrant for your arrest. Except now, they don't. They don't uh, follow through on warrants. They give you another citation. Everything is being reduced to citations. Parking tickets, basically. But that's the end game of ending the carceral system. That is right. right. It, it's got to I mean, get... we were fighting just, you know, all the laws that they don't want passed because it's going to add prison time or create new crimes. This is another element of that. Let's make sure people don't even serve time in jail after they've committed a crime. Right. Right? Until they go through the whole court system. And even if they're convicted, let's make sure it's a short term. As short, as short, as short, as short as possible. All right, we got George Gascon, who thinks that, what, 15 years is enough for any crime, including the worst of the murders? Yes. That's his, that's his philosophy? He's and, not and alone. As we told you last week, they are, now, they are now releasing criminals who got life sentences. Yeah. Elderly parole. If they're murders, 60 or murderers. Over, mur yes, murderers with life sentences. Suddenly it's not life anymore. It's not, it's not life. It's, I... <laughs> No, they carried around that argument for years. End the death penalty, go with LWAP. Now it's end LWAP, go with parole. Yes, and they'll keep going down the line. Okay? Let's end a bail for felonies. Yeah, that's right. So right. now it's end bail for felonies. Now if you're caught with an arrest warrant, well, let's recall the arrest warrant. You see, step by step, some of this stuff we don't even notice. Week by week, month by month, there's fewer and fewer holds on a criminal and there's always the assurances don't worry these are low-level non-violent offenders the crap they fed us when they did that the ab 109 mm -hmm. which we call the prisoner dumping bill That's... don't worry these and these were state prisoners and they're serious they're serious criminals straight they... state prisoners uh it takes a lot to get st sent to state prison they're lying and, and... but you know the average person you can lie to them and they'll, they'll believe it they'll nod along and say oh i see i want to be on the right side of this I want to be on the progressive, compassionate side of this. Yes, I agree. I see. No, they're lying so, to you. Another element uh, besides ending the carceral system uh, is that uh, California, uh, led by our state governor, governor and, of course, uh, legislature, they'd also like to take over private industry. We told you a couple of years ago they passed a bill 
which would set up a new board to regulate the fast food industry in California. Remember that, Bill? Yes. It was going to take effect, but the fast food industry gathered signatures and it got put on hold. Well, apparently the fast food people, and this would be the corporate types, reached an agreement with the legislature so that we're not going to vote on ending their fast food bill, which would have set up that board. However, the concession by the fast food industry is a new minimum wage for fast food workers of $20 an hour. Right now, they're paid about $16 an hour, fifteen fifty dollars or so. Ransom. Yes. In return, Give us the some board money, would allegedly have less power, but the board can still raise the wages. It's still in there. So uh, Newsom signed the bill today. That's the news. So it's now going to be an official thing that the fast food workers are going to get $20 an hour. And we're seeing stories that this is going to absolutely kill the franchisees. You know, everybody thinks, well, you know, McDonald's is a big corporate conglomerate. And I'm sure their top executives are paid many tens of millions of dollars. They can afford this. No, a lot of your local McDonald's are run by franchisees, right, who operate under the McDonald's banner. But they have to make their restaurants work financially. And if they have to start paying them $16 an hour now, up to 20 just like that. <clears throat> right now, California fast food workers earn an average of sixteen sixty an hour. That's about thirty four grand a year. But the new $20 minimum wage is just a starting point. The council has the power to increase that wage every year through the year 2029 by 3.5%. Then what is the deal here? I, if they're going from 16 to 20 and it goes up 3.5% a year for the next uh, six years, then what is it that the Restaurant Association won? I don't know. Supposedly they got some concessions that the fast food board wouldn't be as powerful, but I'm not seeing mm. it in any stories. Maybe they thought the polling wasn't on their side, so they kind of came to their knees a bit and tried to get something out of this. I don't know. I don't know what was going to happen with that ballot measure, but that killed the ballot measure because they made this deal. But who's going to get killed, and we're looking at stories on this, is people that actually franchise. Uh, Those are the, middle- the, by the way, the bill applies to fast food chains with at least 60 locations nationwide. They're middle so- class business owners. Pe- people don't have the knowledge that you're not rewarding the McDonald's CEO. You're rewarding the local guy who owns the business as and is employing local people. Well, here's what and I'm talking about. A group claims that 95% of the 1,300 McDonald's restaurants in California are locally owned and operated by small business owners. And this bill, this $20 an hour minimum wage, is going to cost them a projected annual amount of two hundred and fifty grand per restaurant. Mm-hmm. Because uh, th- th- they're local, they're local family-owned, individually-owned, and they license the McDonald's name. They pay a fee to McDonald's to use the name, and then and they're they subject have, to quality standards and such. Right. right. They have to use the menu. They have to cook all the food a certain way. It's the the the, the furnishings and decor have to be a certain way. So all. But McDonald's, other than that, the success of the franchise is up to them. Right. And, and it's all about how much they can charge and how much they can take in. But now they're being told by the communist state board of this, Sacramento they got to pay twenty dollars an hour minimum. To the burger flippers. What a bunch of ignorant bullies. These these people in Sacramento. What is this going to mean? Economically, it's probably going to go up in price. That's probably all they can do, right? Well, yeah, until people decide that it's too expensive, I'm not I'm not going there anymore. 
Right. They may find other ways to get their, maybe they just go and make their own sandwich by buying stuff at the grocery store or something like they're flipping their own burger at home. If you know, because these restaurants thrive on like their meal deals. That's really what pushes everything. When you go to these fast food places, there's two things you go for cheap and fast. And if you're going to be paying everybody $20 an hour, it's going to cost you an extra 250 grand a year to run the place. And the price of horse meat. You've got two choices, right? Either lay people off or raise the prices. That's what could happen. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Well, uh, we'll be talking about gas prices after 3 o'clock. But right now, we just spent a lot of this hour talking about people that want to get rid of the carceral system, right? They want to end prisons, as we know it. Mm. We're seeing them in state government, federal government. Now, we turn our attention to another alternate universe person this one is dealing with the united states border with mexico and of course we're being overrun the border is not secure <laughs> to even put it that way is to you know a huge understatement this is a congresswoman from massachusetts we understand it's worth playing the whole thing because it's five minutes she went on cnn and she was talking to jake tapper about the border her name is uh, ayana presley democrat massachusetts here we go cut eight uh, our, our border is secure and we're in the midst of a humanitarian crisis and we have to fix a broken system. Wait, and we also sec- you think it is secure? You think the border is secure or it is not secure? I believe that we are in the midst of a humanitarian crisis and there needs to be federal investment to support those migrant families. And I work with a number of those community-based organizations on the ground and they need more support. They need more federal support. This is a humanitarian crisis, and it's the consequence of a number of longstanding uh, broken policies uh, that, um, you know, are very consequential for asylum seekers, uh, TPS holders, and DACA recipients uh, writ large. But that is a conversation for another day. Sure, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with, with you, this being a humanitarian crisis at all, but just to get some clarity on this, and, and sure, it's a conversation for another day, but are, do you think that the border is secure? I just, do, is that what you said? Yes, the border is secure. And we're in the midst of a humanitarian crisis that has been created no, by a broken system. Another and in the meantime, uh, we need repeats. federal investment to support uh, my constituents and those who call the MA 7th home writ large, which is why we need to prevent a government shutdown. Um, I want to center the humanity, uh, the dignity, the safety, and the needs of everyone, which is why. We should not have a government shutdown. It will be deeply consequential. It will create a dire situation for families, um, many that are already struggling. But if you have millions of undocumented migrants coming into the country, how is the border secure? Jake, (laughs) this is not a new crisis. Um, It does require uh, more political will and, uh, and commitment. Uh, it is a humanitarian crisis. No! We should treat it as such. And again, representing one of the most uh, diverse uh, constituencies in the country. And in fact, I chair the House Haiti Caucus. I represent the third largest Haitian diaspora uh, in the country. Caucus. And what I see diaspora. on the ground is uh, community-based organizations uh, and municipalities who, who need federal support. I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying, except for the idea that the border is secure. I mean, if you have people crossing the border, it's just by definition not secure. If you have people coming (laughs) to the United States, in fact, I mean, one of the arguments being made, and I think it's an argument worth considering, is that because our border is so porous, 
millions of people make this very unsafe journey. Millions of people give money to people who prey on them, coyotes, and take them on these journeys to cross into the United States, preying on them, vulnerable people. And that's because the border is not secure. Because it is not secure, they go on this journey. And one of the arguments that is made, and maybe you disagree with it, is that the border should be secure so as to discourage people from making this journey. Um, so that if people want to try to come to the United States and declare asylum and seek asylum, they go through the proper corridors uh, and not just try to cross illegally. I, but it just seems like just such a, a refusal to acknowledge reality just to say that the border yeah. is secure when we all know millions of people are crossing the border illegally every year. Jake, and, and that is a consequence of a, a number of things. Um, we have uh, climate <laughs> refugees, people that oh, have been disabled in, in regions that are destabilized um, by extreme climate. weather events. Sure. We have people that are violence and corruption. Yep. Uh, and so we just have to acknowledge why oh. someone would leave um, their native country. I, I can't uh, country take this anymore. And, their <laughs> and by the way, apparently the interview ended. She said, well, I really wanted to talk about the government shutdown. This is a conversation right. for another day. But okay. here's the thing. Here's the big takeaway. Because <laughs> she said it 50 times. It's a humanitarian crisis. That means I want open borders. I want the yes. U.S. to let anybody in around the world that wants to come here because it is, that's, that's their code for in open order border, to humanitarian crisis. To, to destroy the American way of life. Uh, America you, cannot you, take on all the people around the world who want to leave well, their home. We cannot. It's, it, it's tens of millions, if not even a billion people. It, it, is, it is paralyzing New York City. I, I, I saw one mayor, oh, it was the, I think uh, one of the officials in San Diego, because they're getting inundated with thousands. They got almost 8,000 refugees sent to San Diego by the Biden administration. The federal government sent yeah, them to San Diego. We had Jim Desmond on the other day to tell us that, the uh, San Diego County and Supervisor I, I has been talking about him, that. If it was him or somebody else, they said, they're telling us that we're supposed to be spending money on these people. Where am I supposed to cut it in the budget? That's what he said. We need federal aid. The county can't afford this. What programs am I supposed to cut? Which go toward the taxpayers, the Americans who pay the taxes. Suddenly now you can't get services from the government because we have to give it to 8,000 new residents. And there's nowhere to put the 8,000. San Diego's going nuts trying to clean up all the homeless people in the streets. Yeah. And now it's being replaced by these immigrants shipped in by Joe Biden. Yeah, this is a Wall Street Journal story that John's talking about, that San Diego has suddenly seen thousands of migrants dropped off on their streets, and they're declaring a local emergency because they can't handle all this. Yeah, 8,000 people all right, in the late. past two weeks. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. 
let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.